This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome to another episode of a Cincy fan talking with LP, and of course, this is yours truly, LP. Um, we we got we got a lot of sports to jump into. We got some we got some NBA talk. You know, this is peak NBA season for yours truly. So I'm gonna get into some NBA talk, and uh, I'm gonna get into a little bit of a discussion of um that. Actually, the wife and I had um, about something very interesting going on. Um, you could say with the Bengals, but it's is it, it has to do with a lot of different teams and players. So um, we're gonna go ahead and talk about that too. I also got another review for y'all. Um, this I won't say this one is out there, but it's something I just literally stumbled upon, and you you might find this show interesting you might not it might not be a cup of tea but i'm gonna go ahead and put you on to it so (laughs) you can at least say oh i heard about this so we're gonna jump into that as well um rest in peace everybody um that was caught up in that um nonsense in buffalo and in california and I, i gotta i gotta put this out here first because it's, it's been in my head ever since it happened and ever since I went down social media, which is something that you probably shouldn't do after horrific events like this happen. But um, I'm watching the news and I'm looking at all this ridiculous nonsense happening out here. And I hit my Twitter feed and there's a ton of people like more way more than you would think that's basically saying hey you know it's ha- this happens in every this happens in every black neighborhood and uh, where was all of this press when this happened in las vegas and this that and the third and and i just really started thinking that that racism is really alive and well and, and it really sucks i mean <laughs> Of course, it sucks. But when you really think about it, nothing has changed from the 1960s. Nothing has changed from the 1930s. There's this this urge for people to see events like this unfold in front of their eyes and automatically try to rationalize it and say, hey, you know, this also happens here and it happens here and we didn't hear about it. Here's the thing you got to understand. When you say stuff like that, you're just creating the environment for stuff like this to happen over and over and over again. 
I mean, you got to understand, we're not saying that this doesn't happen in other places or to other races. We literally seen it happen in California um, with Taiwanese people. What we're saying is the environment for this to happen is just being built up more and more and more by people who are deciding to turn a blind eye to it. And if you don't think it's if you don't think the environment is just ripe for stuff like this, really think about what you mean when you say, well, this happens everywhere. You know, I, I I'm sorry for what happened, but this also happens in other places and we don't hear about it. It reminds me of my seventh grade classroom when you tell a kid that they can't, I don't know, they can't pull their phone out. You're not allowed to pull your phone out in class while we're in class. Once class is over, you can pull your phone out. You can go ahead and check your phone, put it back up, leave the room. But no phones out while I'm teaching. Somebody pulls their phone out and they decide to just start using it. I say, go ahead and put your phone in the box. You get your phone back at the end of the class. Oh, well, so-and-so was using their phone last week and you didn't say anything about it. I'm not really sure what that had to do with this situation right here because I'm talking to you about your phone. I took care of what you're talking about last week. Maybe you didn't see it. But when an environment is created like that when people aren't taking accountability for what's going on or if they're not doing it but they go like well so-and-so didn't get in trouble so why can't i do it that creates in my classroom a culture of hey i don't really have to take accountability for what's going on so it's just going to keep happening it's kind of like this here because what's happening is you have a lot of people that aren't saying that it's wrong, but at the same time, they're saying, well, you got to understand it happens everywhere. So what does that have to do with what happened here? Like that has very little to do with it. And you hear a lot of stuff like, well, what about Chicago? And, and by the way, why is Chicago always the city that gets thrown out? Like Chicago is the epicenter of ruin in urban America. I've been in Chicago um, a couple of times. It is not a war zone. Trust me. And, and we went through more than a few different neighborhoods. I don't even think the kids knew that we were in like urban neighborhoods where all of the nonsense and the murders and stuff happens. I don't even think they understood that because we went through and people were just living their everyday lives. I mean, Chicago is not, I mean, true, we can do a lot better in helping our brothers and sisters out there. And that's the thing, us as black people, we've been trumpeting this for decades and not just Chicago, but in all of our urban cities. That's why we have mentoring groups. That's why we have midnight basketball. That's why we have outreach with police officers. There are a lot of things that we as black people are trying to do to help ourselves. But as soon as a tragedy happens, everyone that feels like that is quick to say, well, black people are killing black people. 
We, we understand that. And we are trying to help with that. But it doesn't help when people pull out that card every time something bad happens that's racially motivated. You're not really helping the situation. It, it really sucks to have these conversations. And that's why I kind of I make sure to surround myself with people of all races that that understand that we need to work as one in order to help everyone. That, that's why I intentionally intentionally on social media surround myself with folks that that we're all like minded. We, we all feel like, hey, if we can be good to each other. And if we can help ourselves out and help each other out, then we can kind of make everything a little bit better one step at a time. But it just really sucks that this entire environment is just being peaked by racism. It really sucks. I mean, if you don't believe me, um, snatch the PS5 or the Xbox controller out of your out of your kid's hand and, and just go ahead and open up a game and play play a couple people online. It it's it is bad, and in the gaming community is it's always been bad. I think. I mean, I, I, what I like about the PS Five so much is the fact that you can disable the chat completely, and you can just play against other people and not have to hear their voice. Because I just get tired of hearing thirteen, fourteen year old boys just yelling out the N word because they're getting beat, and I'm like, dude, calm down. You can't jump. just hit the chat. Just hit just hit disable chat. I don't think I've opened up the the enable chat feature one time since I got my PS5. It, it's been an awesome experience to just play with complete silence. It is cool. But that's the environment that's been created, honestly. And I feel like President Obama and a lot of other people saw this coming when that awful tragedy in Sandy Hook happened. And there was this massive push to go ahead and get like gun control measures. And and I think that's the thing people don't understand. Nobody wants to take your guns away, like keep your guns, but there should be measures in place to regulate, I don't know, ammunition, um, types of machinery that you can use. But as far as keeping your guns, I mean, hey, like I said before, my brother is a concealed carry guy like he has his guns make he makes sure they're locked up he had to go through a background check and all that good stuff i don't see why that shouldn't be the same way for everybody but i think once that tragedy happened and there was absolutely no change and by the way this was i mean i can't really say it was racially motivated because i don't think it was i mean it was somebody that shouldn't have had a weapon and he used it and he killed innocent children and teachers. And once nothing changed and everything pretty much stayed the same, I feel like that sent a really, really bad message to everybody. And this this whole thing just it just sucks. And I'm praying for everybody out there and Let's all just try to be as safe as possible and just and just end the hate because everybody's just trying to live life, man. They're trying to trying to get money and raise their kids and just see great moments happen. And to have to go to a grocery store and and lose your life is absolutely ridiculous. And I don't I don't really see how rationalizing it by saying, well, it happened here and it happened there. It really doesn't matter because it happened here. 
with somebody who was truly motivated to end the lives of black people. So just just being able to be behind folks and let them know that even if you don't understand what they're going through, like you're willing to help out and really to be a voice, that's that's really all other folks ask for. And if you can't do that, keep your comments to yourself, real talk, because all you're doing is just making the environment even more toxic for this bull crap to keep happening. So a if you if you run up on your loved ones and she slap them a five, hug them, let them know that you care about them because I mean as Saturday and um Friday and Sunday proved, I mean you you never really know what's gonna happen. And you know, rest in peace to all them. And this it's wild, but we all gotta be safe out there, you know. And we're going to go ahead and switch gears real quick. And we're going to jump into some NBA talk. Um, Hey, your boy LP was right and he was wrong. So um, we got the Celtics going against the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, man, it's one of those things where I really thought the Bucks were going to take it. I mean, if I would have put money down... I would I would have put it on the Bucks, real talk, and I, I'm kind of happy that we can't online gamble in Ohio because I feel like I'd lost a whole lot of money already. Because sometimes I'd be like, I got this, I got this, I'm about to get the dub, we're about to win it, and it don't work out that way. Sports gambling has to be one of the hardest things to do in the history of life, especially football. I would never bet on the football game because you never know what's gonna happen, but. Long story short, I thought that the Bucks had the best player on the court, and they did. Giannis was a beast. He's the only player ever, ever, ever to hit for 200 points. Um, I think 50 rebounds and 50 assists. It might be 100 rebounds and 50 assists. Um, something like that. Either way, he's the first person to ever do that. He was the best player. But the Celtics had the best team. And you got to give it to them. For what they did in game seven, they just run them off the court like that. Hey, the Celtics deserved the win. Even though I didn't think they would get it, I thought it was Bucks and six. But for what the Celtics did, they deserve it. All props to them. I can't see them beating the Heat, though. I feel like I feel like the Heat, they have the best team. I feel like the Heat has the best team. And I feel like this time the Celtics might have the best player in Jason Tatum. But the Heat just have a great way of playing ball. It's team ball, and it's oriented on defense. I mean, you're not scoring in the perimeter on, on them like that. Like, it's not happening. That's why I feel like it'll be the Heat in six. It'll be the Heat against the Warriors, I'm thinking. Hey. <laughs> I mean, what what can you say about the Warriors? You got Steph, you got Clay, and... And they're going on beast mode against the Mavs. And I feel like the Mavs can hang. I picked them to beat um, the Suns, and they did in seven. I just knew that their perimeter game was stronger than Phoenix. But here, I just don't think the Mavs have enough defense to win. I, I don't think they can match up defensively against what the Warriors do. I just don't. I honestly think Warriors in five. I don't think this is going to be much of a series for real. I feel like Luke is going to dominate. And I feel like the I feel like the Mavs will be able to get buckets. But in the playoffs, 
You got to be able to score in the fourth quarter. And I don't think that the Mavs will be able to put up enough points in the fourth quarter. And I think that their defense is just going to get ran through by Steph and Clay. And it's Mavs people talking mess about Steph like, like he's not one of the best to ever do it in the playoffs. They say he got carried by Durant and the only one that he won, um, not on his own, you know, but with with Steph, with, with Clay and Draymond, they say that, you know, the um, Cavs had lost their second best player and their third best player, so he should have dominated. I, I think it's all BS for real. And I feel like Steph is about to step up and show everybody what it is and what it was and what it should be. So I got the Warriors going against the Heat in the NBA Finals. Let me know if I'm right. Let me know if I'm wrong. But, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Um, I don't know who's going to win that one yet. You got to give me some time to think about that. Plus, you gotta, I got to see if they actually make it to the final. <laughs> so, we'll see. It should be some good It should be some good games, though. It, it, it should be some good ball. Celtics and the Heat should be the best series, I think. I mean, the Warriors and the Mavs will be entertaining from an offensive perspective. I mean, they'll put up buckets, but Celtics and the Heat, that, that's just going to be some gritty ball. It, you might see some, some schoolyard fouls right there. You know, the fouls that happen on the blacktop where you push the mess out of somebody and then they get up and you think they're about to fight. And then it's like, nah, just take the ball. Up. You might see that a lot. The old school Nick basketball, man, the Knicks used to just punch people. I used to feel bad for Jordan and Pippen back in the day. Like they used to just drop elbows from the top ropes on people like do, do, do. Well, Anthony Mason, John Starks, all them some goons. Like <laughs> I hated them. <laughs> Real talk. So, the wife and myself, you know, just to kind of preface this, um, I've been, I've just been finding, like, weird stuff to watch on the tube. I won't say weird, but it's stuff that kind of tickle my fancy. So, I sit down, and I turn on the documentary, you know, the 30 for 30s. I turn that on, and, you know, the wife sat down, and she, she get interested. Now, she hated sports when we first met way, way, way back in the day. Like she, she really didn't, she didn't know the rules of football. Like she didn't understand what pass interference was. She didn't know what holding was. So her, her growth has been absolutely astounding y'all. Like she's to the point now where it's like, why are they playing zone defense? All they going to do is just give up, give up yards and then kick a field goal. I'm like, okay. You, you know what you're talking about now. I feel you. That was pass interference. You can't do that. I don't understand pass interference. I'm like, once I heard her say that, that's when I gave her the high five. Like, you, you're down with the crew. You can watch You can watch football with, with the boys now once you said that because we don't know what pass interference is for real. <laughs> but anyway, we sitting down and we're watching, Um, what was it on 30 for 30? We're watching this magic moment. Yeah, that's what we was watching. Now, if you, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely fire up the Netflix and, and check this out. It's basically the story of the Orlando Magic, um, specifically in the 95 to the 97 seasons. Might be 90, yeah, about 94 to 97. Um, long story short, uh, the Orlando Magic was an expansion franchise back then. Super trash, taking mass L's. And through sheer fate, these guys got the first pick in the lottery two years straight, which almost never happens. And 
they got Shaq with the first one, and they ended up barely missing the playoffs. So they had one ball in the um in the lottery on wheel, and they got their ball pulled last, and they got the first pick, and they drafted Chris Webber, and then they traded Chris Chris Webber to the Golden State Warriors, and they got Penny Hardaway. And basically, here's what the wife and I were discussing, because we're watching this, and it's intriguing, because we remember when they were trash. Me more than her, but she said she was a basketball fan back in the day. I don't believe her, for real. (laughs) But the Magic had this two-year run, and this was when – when Jordan had retired. So it was open season in the NBA <laughs> for those two years. Um, they made it to the finals the first year. They had Penny, they had Shaq, they had Nick Anderson, um, Dennis Scott, such underrated shooters, real talk. They used to just blaze on people. And they made it to the NBA finals. And they have a really, really young team. And everybody's like, yeah, this will be a great team. They'll be getting it in for years and years and years. The next year, Jordan was really Jordan. They beat Jordan that first year, but Jordan was wearing the number 45 jersey. He really didn't look like himself. He came in mid-year, and they scraped him up. The next year, the Magic, they're like, you know, we're about to take it all the way this year after getting swept by um, the Rockets in four games. And they ran into a buzzsaw because Jordan was like, Hey, I'm back. He in the number 23 jersey this time. And the entire series, he was giving them work. I remember just like it was yesterday. Jordan was pissed. And he let it be known, like, I'm back for real. And they swept the Magic in four. Now, everybody assumed that the Magic would be like this great team for years and years and years. It didn't work that way. Because after they lost in the um, playoffs that year, Shaq went to L.A., and linked up with Kobe, and they did their thing. Penny got hurt, and his knees got messed up so bad to the point where he wasn't what he was before. And then he got traded to Phoenix. And then after that, I mean, that was it for the Magic. So while we're watching this, the wife is like, this is what I'm saying about the Bengals. This is what I'm saying about the Bengals. I'm like, slow your road. Chill out, chill out. She's like, man, I really wish they would have won. I'm like, pray tale. (laughs) <laughs> like, what you talking about? She's like, you know, you just never really know what's going to happen. So you got to take advantage. I'm like, wow. I didn't even let her finish. I'm like, wow. And she's like, what? I'm like, you absolutely right. You never really know. I mean, you just don't. And that's why I'm kind of telling people as as hype as I am about the Bengals, as as juiced up as I am for Burrow and for Chase and for T. Higgins and the defense that's building up, we got to understand that the Bengals have to take advantage of their time because nobody really knows what's going to happen. We're talking about sports, y'all. We're talking about sports. Dan Marino, one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, made it to the Super Bowl in his second year. Second year in the league, they got blitzed by San Francisco, I believe. And everybody's like, well, you know, don't worry about it. This is the first of many. Check out how good he is right now. He'll be okay. Marino never made it back to the Super Bowl. Never. Um, 
I think they might have made it to a championship game, um, a conference championship game once. But as great as Marino was, he never got over the hump. Uh, and you'll see stuff like this everywhere throughout all of the sports. Um, the Orlando Magic, uh, Michael Vick. I mean, there's just so many people where you looked at their ascension and you're like, man, if they keep up like this, this is going to be good times. And that's the key. If they keep up like this, the Bengals have to take advantage of this time frame, even though they're, gonna, they're in a really tough conference against really tough teams. Nothing's promised, y'all. Like, nothing is. Um, the Bengals got really, I say lucky for one reason. Now, I don't say lucky like, you know, they got lucky to beat this team and that team. If your quarterback gets sacked eight, nine times, you still win the game. That's not luck, folks. <laughs> like, it really ain't. That's your quarterback decided that he wasn't losing the game. That's what that is. They beat Tennessee off sheer Burrow, I'm not losing this. <laughs> they beat Kansas City off an excellent game plan. It was a great game plan. People can't hate it. People can say, no, Mahomes just didn't look like himself. Pipe down, mate. <laughs> because what happened was the Bengals decided, you know what? We're not blitzing. It's cool. You do what you got to do. You dink and dunk. We'll be sitting right here at the top of you. And it worked. Just like it worked in week 17. So... The only the only reason I say the Bengals got lucky is because of injuries. In the NFL, the team that gets injured the least normally does very, very well. The Bengals didn't face a whole lot of injuries. So if the Bengals can get another year with very few injuries, we can expect the same thing. But what we can't do it's just write them in like, OK, the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl last year, so they're making it this year. If that was the case, then the Chiefs would have been there the last four or five years. It just doesn't work that way. And since it doesn't work that way, what we have to understand is the Bengals have to take advantage of the moments. And us as fans, we have to kind of live in the moment and appreciate the moment because we don't know if it's coming back. We really don't. Um, it's what made the Buffalo Bills so special, in my opinion. You have to understand how difficult it is to make it to the Super Bowl four years in a row. And no, they didn't win the Super Bowl any of those years. And back then, people called them losers. They made fun of them. They was in so many raps about, about choking. Like, I remember Ice Cube had around, like, and I won't choke like the Buffalo Bills, like, um, I'm not the 92 to 94 Buffalo. It was it was bad. And it took a long time for people to appreciate the fact that making it to the to the Super Bowl four years in a row. That's hard to do like it really is. I really wish they would have won when I was my squad back then. But it makes you appreciate that time period for the Buffalo Bills fans. And as Bengals fans, we're kind of in that window to where we could be witnessing greatness. We really could. We have to understand, however, that people aren't just going to give it to the Bengals because they did it once. It's very, very, very difficult to have sustained success. 
I don't understand why people don't appreciate that and and like it more. Like, I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I sincerely appreciate the fact that Brady went to 10 Super Bowls. It's hard enough to make it to one. He went to 10 and won six. Like, that's crazy. That's sustained success. And you got to appreciate that. You got to appreciate what LeBron did. You got to appreciate what the Bulls did back in the day, what the Spurs did back in the day. Because, I mean, nothing's guaranteed in sports because we're talking about human beings playing other human beings. And anything can happen. The ball bounces a certain way. The ref makes a certain call. The coach calls a certain play. And everything can completely change. So, I'm rocking with the Bengals squad. All I'm saying is this, y'all. Appreciate the moment. And if the Bengals get there again, you got to attack it. Because there's no there's no way of saying that they'll be back. So, get in and win. <laughs> hey, you got a Cincy fan talking with LP. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Princess and I'm Queen. This is Daddy. You have to say, and this is a Cincy fan talking with LP. And this is a Cincy fan talking with LP Daddy. Nice job. Mm-hmm. What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the pod. So, in my search to watch TV that I enjoy, even if it's something that's really kind of not my thing because I watch weird stuff. Um, I'm scrolling up and down the guide on, on the spectrum um, TV. Um, I got to be one of 12 people I know that still have cable TV. Um, we got a weird dynamic in the house, you know, um, I, I got I got the daughter with autism and you never really know what she might want to watch and when. <laughs> so stuff might just pop up in her brain and she's like, I want to watch that. And we got to have it on top. We got to be ready. We got to be flexible. And cable provi- provides that flexibility. Now, I, I've routinely stated on this here pod how much I despise some of the stuff that Spectrum does. Um, from, from billing to the fact that they just took NFL network off and put it on a different tier to make you have to pay for the NFL red zone channel, which was absolutely dirt balls. And I didn't pay for it for like a year and a half out of protest. Like, (laughs) like I was super salty about that. Um, lately spectrum has been doing pretty good. So I haven't really said much about them lately. That was negative, so I guess I got to give him props for that. So I'm I'm perusing through the guide, you know, trying to see what I can see, and this banner keeps popping up, um, and it's it says something called long slow exhale. Now I'm thinking it's like something for Cinemax or something like that. I'm like, hey, don't put the soft porn up on me, partner. Like, chill out, like. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> and I kept seeing it. Then I remember, oh, yeah, Spectrum's doing original TV shows now, original series or whatever. I still didn't care about it. I think it was like a week later. I just kept seeing it up. They kind of put it up as a banner 
between channels. So you'll be like channel 16, 20, then a banner, then channel 16, 21, 22 or whatever. So I just click on the banner to amuse myself, <laughs> see what it's about so I can start wondering. And it said that the show was about a women's college basketball team that was going through turmoil both on and off the court. I'm like, er? <laughs> really? I I'm in the hoop. Like I told y'all before, I'm in the hoop. Women's, men's, a um, three on three, like the big three tournaments, the TBT tournament. Man, you show me hoop, I'm watching. So I'm like, this is about a women's college basketball team? You don't really see that every day. You don't really see a whole series built around a women's college basketball team and their struggles on and off the court. I'm like, is this a documentary? Is this real? So I click on it. I watch it. And in typical LP fashion, I watched one episode, kind of hated it till the end. And then I was like, you know what? I remember what happened with Bel Air. I'm just going to keep watching it. And since I watched the entire thing, I'll tell you what I thought about it. Now, the fact that Long Slow Exhale is about a women's college basketball team automatically lets you know that this is a little bit different. Now, it's put on by Spectrum and BET. Honestly, when I saw it by BET, I got a little disheartened. I was like, this is about to be trash because only seen like one or two good shows BT ever put out in life. But I'm like, maybe with Spectrum behind, it'll be okay. Now, let's go over the good. The acting is fantastic. Um, with a couple of exceptions, we're going to get into that in the bad. The acting is great. And not only that, but they're covering really relevant issues with basketball players going on today everything from um infractions to what goes on off the court with them personally um gender sexuality um being basically a broke college student and a hooper and having to know what to do <laughs> having to figure things out um, what the coach has to go through on a daily basis. They even went so far as to like cover the associate coach and the struggle that she had trying to get promoted because she felt like she was good enough to you know be the assistant head coach, but the head coach thought she wasn't ready. It was a really good parallel there too. I don't want to get too much away because um, I say this is the other good part too. The hook like the overall arching problem keeps you hooked until the very end because there's so many twists and turns you go like okay i know what's about to happen oh wow really okay i know it's about to happen now oh really and just watching the drama aspect of this is is compelling i, I think i watched like four episodes in a row i'm like did i just watch four in a row because you want to know what happens next. And that's the mark of a good show. If you watch it and you go like, I got to see what happens next. That's that's good TV right there. Now, that's the good. The bad is the part that brought this down a lot for me. Because like I said, I'm a hooper. Like I like hoop. I coach hoop. I watch hoop. I, I like basketball. 
I'm not about to buzz into the Curtis Blow for y'all. I'm not about to start rapping basketball. So I know some of y'all were scared. I'm not about to do that. <laughs> but the bad, <clears throat> sorry about that. The bad here is that the basketball um, play on the court is absolutely terrible, man. Like the way it's shot, the movement, the way they zoom in on people. Sometimes the basketball players that they chose really didn't even look like basketball players. Like they really didn't. And I'm looking like, this is a good team. Like you shot like that and this is a good team. Oof. I really thought that they could have did more just kind of getting them situated to look like actual basketball teams. Sometimes the coach would kind of be like, I'm like, you really said that to them before they went out on the court? That's weird. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know if I would have did what she did. The basketball play, like, you know, the basketball action, it, it really brought this down a notch for me because I'm like, if this is a show about basketball and this is like a, a top flight women's basketball team in college, it shouldn't look like this because I respect the women's game a lot. And like the way, the way the women on the court, the way they just seem to connect with each other and the passes. Um, and then, you know, you'll get the backdoor cuts with the bounce pass. Like they really do their thing out here. Like when, when the women's basketball team jails, the passing is crisp. The, the jump shots, the form is technical, man. This looked bad. And I'm not saying, you know, if you're a basketball nut like me, you're going to look like this and be like, oh, wow. This isn't like, you know, technical stuff that only basketball junkies will notice. My wife popped in and started watching a little bit. She was like, this a basketball team? A college basketball team? <laughs> like, it was, it was bad, man. And... Out of a five-star review, I would have gave this four. But off the basketball play, I can only give it three and a half. Like, for real, like three and a half out of five. If I'm going with them taking the basketball play out, solid four. Everything off the court, awesome. Great storyline, uh, great curve, great acting. It's just the basketball play dropped it down for me. And when I say basketball play, I don't mean women's basketball play as I stated before, because women can hoop. I mean this basketball play. It just wasn't good. It could have been acted better. Um, <laughs> I will say definitely watch it. It's, it's, it's something that needs to be seen because I, I don't think they're – what I say, they're breaking new ground. In some ways, yeah. Some of the storylines definitely break new ground. Um, the overall story, you've probably seen it before. This twist is kind of crazy. But this is a story you've seen before with actresses and actors that you probably haven't seen before. Um, doing storylines that maybe you saw before, maybe you didn't. I mean... Tony Gonzalez was in here like he 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 has a recurring a, a recurring role in this show. And 
he can act <laughs> like I, I i don't i don't think i expected that but tony gonzalez can really act he really can um the acting is great on this i would say you definitely should watch it um i don't know about the stamp of approval i still gotta buy that stamp so i can go like doo -doo. i don't know about the stamp of approval for it because the basketball play just dropped it down so much for me so let's go half and half for the overall storyline and the acting and you know the drama stamp of approval clink clink the basketball play and eh. <laughs> i don't know about that but you know you can be the judge for yourself um if you catch it let me know what you thought about it um it's only on spectrum right now but i do believe in a few months they're going to transfer the whole thing on the bet um and on their platform and stuff like that so if you um if you get a chance check it out let me know what you thought and we're gonna go ahead and roll out for this week um enjoy the hoop uh make sure y'all uh, respectful to one another protect each other and as always y'all life is good peace out if you're not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's the Sensi Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Ooh.